Thank you for listening to the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We would like to thank our friends over at the Plowboy Radio Podcast. It is a Christian podcast in a Reformed Baptist perspective. They talk and praise Jesus Christ. Uh, We talk about theology. It's me, Bradley, and Derek. Uh, We talk about theology, scripture, you name it, church culture, society, issues. Uh, We talk about wrestling, sports, food. Bradley always has something to rant about. It's it's a good time, so check us out every Friday morning at 8 o'clock on your podcast platform. And again, we are the Plowboy Radio Podcast. We would also like to thank our friends over at a Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty football podcast starring B.J. Kent and Marcus Raper. It's a weekly podcast where they discuss fantasy football from a Dynasty perspective. They also talk about other things such as uh, college football, uh, historic football players. They even had a little bit of a wrestling draft last time I heard. So check them out. Uh, every Thursday on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, again, it's a legacy of legends, a fantasy football podcast. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, it's me again. It's Ben. Hope everyone is having a fantastic day. This is the Jab Step Fantasy Basketball Podcast and a general NBA podcast. This week was a very good week in the NBA, unless you are a Celtics fan. And then you're just confused. I'm very confused. I don't know what we're doing. The lineups we're putting out. Why Robert Williams decides not to play. Why Jason Tatum isn't shooting the ball well. Why Jalen Brown's up and down. It's just a very confusing time. I really don't understand why Peyton Pritchard isn't getting more minutes. I don't understand why Josh Richardson is getting a lot of minute minutes at the at this time. So yeah, I'm just really confused. I'm glad that Romeo Langford's back because he has looked really good. His jump shot has been falling. The game against the Wizards the other night, which I know they played the Wizards twice and they lost twice, but the one on Saturday where they went into double overtime where we went up six points easily in the second overtime, and then we just blew the lead. And I don't know what Washington was doing. They're pretty much playing AAU ball with Bradley Bill. They're just saying, here you go. And he's just taking the most ridiculous shot, and he's not shooting the ball well. Not saying that Bradley Bill cannot hit those shots, but 
Anyway, I've watched some other games this week. I'm really impressed with the uh, Timberwolves. I really like the nucleus of Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Anthony Edwards. That's a really, really fun duo for the future. Speaking of future, let's talk about some rookies real quick. That's kind of one of the things I want to talk about this episode because I've been really impressed with this rookie class. Um, The first person I want to talk about, obviously, is the number one pick, Cade Cunningham, who has been out for the majority of the year. But, hey, the games that he has played in, they have won. Which, I still, if Cade Cunningham plays 70 games which is going to be close. I think he's going to be around the 60-game mark. I really think he could take the rookie of the year. But let's just see if he's able to stay healthy. And plus, you know, people are going to have to hit shots, and I don't know if he's got the talent around him to hit shots. The first game he played, he only had 18 minutes, and he only had two points. But he had seven rebounds, which is pretty encouraging. He had a block to his CS. So we obviously expect that he's going to start slow. But it's hard to really judge Cade Cunningham. I hope uh, we get to see more of him and he stays healthy. I mean, the only talent that I really think he's got is Jeremy Grant that I think is a really, really good talent. Kelly Olenek, eh. I mean, um. The center, I'm trying to think who the center was. Is Isaiah Stewart, I believe. Eh, you know, it's just really not the best. It's not really the... I mean, he's going to have to score a lot of points is what it looks like. But I expect a really good season from him. I know Lane has him in our league, and he's probably wondering what in the world are the you know, Pistons doing, which the Pistons are going to lose a lot. So why? what's the rush at this point? The next rookie I want to talk about is the number two overall pick, Jalen Green, who I've been really impressed with. I I really enjoy, most of all, the swagger. I mean, he's got a lot of swag, which, which I mean, who doesn't enjoy watching somebody who's enjoys himself? Not in a conceited way, but as I mute my work phone. Uh, who doesn't enjoy somebody who enjoys playing the basketball game like he does. He attacks. He is fierce. He is not afraid to shoot. Um, I know this last game against the Lakers, he only got up eight shots. But, I mean, he's averaging around 15 shots a game, I believe, besides the last game. He's got a lot of talent. He's got explosiveness. He's got a good handle where he can get space. Uh, he plays on a team where, yeah, they're really bad, but he does have people that can hit shots, which is kind of hard to say about Detroit. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. can hit shots. Eric Gordon can hit shots. Christian Wood. I just feel more comfortable with that group than what Detroit has for Cade Cunningham. But Jalen Green, I think he's one of those players that can be a 25-point score. I think he, I mean, 
he's the real deal. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously going to take some time for him to get used to the NBA. He is real thin. He needs to work on his his muscle mass. If he's going to be able to continue to attack the paint, he needs to work on that. The next rookie I want to bring up is Jalen Suggs for Orlando. Jalen Suggs, I watched the game between them and Toronto. Um, I'm trying to think if it was Friday night. I believe it was Friday night. And Jalen Suggs had a really good game. And he really didn't seem like he had the ball a lot, which is encouraging. I mean, you really want somebody who can really score who doesn't have as much usage. But you want to see the usage increase, obviously. Um, He's getting plenty of minutes. His team isn't just terrible, and they're competitive. But we've seen over the years that rookie point guards have a more difficult learning curve. I do think Jalen Suggs is going to be a solid player, which before the draft even started, I did not think he that, that he was a superstar player. We will see if he can even become a you know a borderline star player. However, in the situation that the Magic were in at the time, I believe that he was worth the pick there. You take a shot and hope you can get somebody who is uber-talented. But to me, on that team, the more impressive player is Cole Anthony. He looks really calm and composed. He can find his own shots real well. He's not the most athletic guy, but he's got great touch, great vision, great feel for the game. So, yeah, the Magics are, a, are an interesting team to watch. The next rookie that I've been most excited about is Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, he hasn't really shot the three ball well. He really hasn't had to. But his defense, his feel for the game, how they can even run him at center at 6'7 as a small ball center with his massive wingspan is super cool to watch he has a high motor which he's averaging almost nine rebounds a game and he's averaging nearly a steal and about a half a block a game so he's hit or miss on the blocks but his assists are only at two right now which i expect that to go up but he's averaging 18 points a game i'm not really sure if he can continue that if siakam comes back in the next few weeks that could really hurt that or it could really help that. He could actually get more room and more space to operate. But I've been really encouraged with Scotty Barnes. Now, is he a superstar? I don't know, but he's got he seems more talented than Draymond Green at scoring. Now, obviously, Draymond Green is a fantastic playmaker. But I think Scotty Barnes could be something special. And he may be special in a very interesting way may not be just a prolific score but um just the way that he operates has been pretty cool to watch on the basketball court so evan mobley for cleveland has been the second most encouraging rookie um i know i just said what all i said about scotty barnes and i said i was most encouraged with him i guess i'm more surprised with scotty barnes but if I had to pick the number one pick right now, I think Evan Mobley is the number one pick in the draft if we could go back 
If you knew Evan Mobley was this versatile, how he's just he's so athletic and long that he can cover a lot of a lot of floor on the defensive end. Him and Scotty Barnes, as rookies, have made an immediate impact on the defensive end, which is something you do you do not see from rookies in the NBA. They fit in well. They know the scheme. Evan Mobley can switch at 6'11". He also can shoot. He's shown post-up moves. He's got he, – he rolls to the basket real well. He looks like a really, really good uh, building block for a team. I mean, he's a, he looks like the best two-way player in the draft, and he's a 6'11 big who can play along big such as Jared Allen and – Laurie marketing. So the versatility is really, really cool. Why do I keep saying cool? Like NBA is cool, I guess. But like Mobley just looks the part. I think if I could build a team around one of these rookies, it would be him first because of the versatility, the size. I mean, he's averaging 13 points, nearly eight rebounds. He even can pass the ball well. Most people don't even realize how good of a vision this guy has. That even you could probably even play point center with this guy. You can even initiate the offense with him, maybe like Nikola Jokic is in in Denver. Really encouraged by Evan Mobley. He was probably one of the steals of our home league draft in the level two game breakers by Pat. And Pat's off to a 2-0 start, mainly because of some of these guys that he has drafted, such as... Evan Mobley. Josh Giddy for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I know in summer league he looked awful. But in the NBA so far, I mean, Oklahoma City is a dumpster fire. They're trying to tank in order to get more talent, which is understandable. They're not in a in a a situation where they can win. But Josh Giddy I mean, he's 6'8". He can handle the ball. He's averaging nearly 11 points, 6 rebounds, 5 to 6 assists a game, a steal, and a half a block. So he's really versatile. However, I'm just not really sure about this. You've got different ways you can look at it. You could say, well, he really doesn't have any any way to, to display his playmaking ability due to the lack of talent around him. So if he's driving to the basket and finding the open guy from outside, they just simply cannot hit the shot. If he plays pick and roll, he really hasn't developed enough as a jump shooter, which is, you know, it's easier to play the pick and roll against him because you can go under. He's not just uber athletic where he can blow by you. But his playmaking has been encouraging. His playmaking looks like is maybe his strength of his game. He does stand up and dribble like it's like a, a weird toothpick-style dribbling. you think he could probably get the ball stolen from how he dribbles, but he's actually got really good handle, but it just looks kind of awkward. So keep an eye on Josh Giddy. He was one of the people I wanted to take with my last pick of the draft just to see what he could turn out to be. He seems like one of those people that uh, was a good risk by Gordo in our draft. He's getting plenty of minutes. He's going to get plenty of playing time. And SGA, might they might even sit him out, you know, due to that he's such a valuable asset to the team. 
Okay, we're going to go to Vrons Wagner from the Orlando Magic. He has looked like a really good rookie as well. He's tall. He has shoot. He has shot the ball really well. He looks like one of the better shooters in the draft so far. However, in college he wasn't known for that, and he was very inconsistent. So, again, we're only, what, seven games in the NBA season so far? I don't know. Let's just keep let's just keep a lookout and see if he can maintain the good shooting. He's got height, so therefore he he has the ability to switch. He does have he's not the quickest person laterally, but for what he's done so far at his height, let's just continue to see how he progresses in Orlando. Chris Duarte He's one of the people that I've really enjoyed watching. Now, he's an older rookie at 24 years old, but this guy can straight-up shoot the ball. He is by far the best shooter in the draft, bar none so far. Rick Carlisle has his trust where they're running ball screens for this guy, and he's got the green light to jack it. He's got a decent shooting stroke. He's long enough where he can play uh, defense against a couple of positions. You know, he's 6'5", but he's got a good wingspan. But, I mean, he's averaging nearly 18 points a game. So, let's just see if he can continue to get this large amount of playing time when Karis LeVert and eventually T.J. Warren come back. Malcolm Brogdon is also out as well, and I'm sure that eats, or that should uh, eat into Duarte's minutes as well. But he has been... A really good rookie, a really good player that Indiana has drafted. The next person is Al... How can I pronounce this guy? Alperin Sangoon. He plays for the Houston Rockets. He's a center. He's got a lot of skill. He looks to be probably the most polished post player in the NBA draft from this past season. He's going to get a lot of minutes for Houston since they are not going to be a... Very competitive team when it comes to the playoff race. So if when he gets more minutes, let's just see if he can develop into something. Uh, his most recent game, he had 14 points and grabbed five rebounds and actually had three steals. So let's just see if, uh, if he continues to show some massive upside and let's see if Houston actually eventually trades like Daniel Tice, who could be a very helpful player on a contender, which would help his minutes. The next person that I watched the other night against the Orlando Magic for the Toronto Raptors is Delano Banton. He's a point guard, and he's super, super long and athletic. Well, I say that he's athletic. He doesn't just jump off or can jump through the roof or anything. But he's super long. Let's see what his height. He's 6'7", and he's got a really, really long wingspan. He's got these dreads that bounce around a lot, and he's really, um, he's got a weird-looking mustache, in my opinion. But, hey, whatever. He's not putting up major stats, but his impact has been fantastic. I don't know if he'll be relevant to fantasy basketball here soon, but if, if you see Fred Van Vliet take an injury, then... 
this guy could actually take Goran Dragic's place because he's playing over Dragic right now, which is surprising to me. The next one is Bones Highland. He plays for the Denver Nuggets. I don't believe he's getting a lot of minutes at the moment. There was a lot of hype around this guy, mainly due to what he did in summer league. Um, but he he does get around, I don't know, 10 to 17 minutes a night. But when he does come in, he actually puts the ball in the hoop. So, again, if Denver has a an injury, he might be somebody to watch. I know most of the NBA analysts that I've listened to, they really like Bones Highland and what they've seen from him on the court. Davion Mitchell for Sacramento has probably been a top-five rookie. He really showed out in summer league, but at Auburn he won all the defensive awards. This guy can get up in your grill, play some hard-nosed defense, and it's just so difficult to score against him. If they ever decide to move on from De'Aaron Fox, which I doubt they would, De'Aaron Fox is just such an underrated player, or if they can find somewhere to move maybe Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald seems like the more unlikely person who would actually get traded. He would actually get more minutes. And then you've got a three-way or a three-headed monster with Fox, Halliburton, and Mitchell. But he actually he plays well off screen and rolls. He he handles the ball well. He finds a shot. He's not scared to go into the pain against anybody. The last rookie I want to bring up is Trey Murphy for New Orleans. I simply like Trey Murphy because he has scoring upside. He may not be doing a whole lot now, which is surprising since New Orleans has been very disappointing. But continue to keep an eye on Trey Murphy as rookies continue to uh, get acclimated in their own teams and system. So there's all the rookies that I really wanted to bring up. I think this class has really been underrated so well. I believe this class was underrated at the time, but now I think many are seeing how talented these guys really are and were. So let's go into uh, the weekly report. I'm going to go over some of this stuff real quick, and afterwards we'll take a break, and uh, we'll go into the matchups for this next week, which will be week three. But look, let's look at the weekly report for week two in our Level 2 Game Breakers NBA Fantasy League. The best team this week was the Flint, Michigan Tropics, Josh Spradlin. I know Jackie Moon would be proud of this performance, especially with um, he really didn't have anybody that he picked to just dominated from what it seems from the high scoring picks. But his team just really showed out this week. He, I mean, he dropped 418.69 points. Really, really good week from Sprad, man. Assistant deputy to the regional manager, commissioner, Josh Spradlin. The worst team was Coley Thompson with 257.38. Coley, if, I, if you can hear this, you need to try to uh, work on your roster a little bit. There's some people on the waiver wire that could really help your team, possibly. So go looking for these guys. The most efficient manager was Hayden Gordon. Hayden Gordon, excuse me. Otherwise known as Gordo, a.k.a. Mellow Lover. I'm not talking about the Mellow Yellow. I'm talking about Carmelo Anthony, who, again, had a really good performance last night. He's really, really uh, showing me that I was really wrong about him. But 
Needless to say, Gordo, he, he got 87.4% of his lineup correct in, with his picks. The least efficient manager was the Hauser, Jonathan White, with 300.42 points out of potential 406 points. He only got 68.9%, which was by far the lowest one by a pretty decent margin. So let's look at the uh, highest points in the loss. Was uh, It looks like it was Cassidy Warren who lost to the Voodoo Magic. Pretty close game, too. It was within six to seven points. Pat with his crazy Voodoo Magic, and he was chatting in the League Sleeper uh, channel this afternoon, and he told Cassidy that he got the Voodoo Magic again. And I sent a gif of a shepherd leading his sheep. But he said that, uh, you know, that doesn't work out anymore because it's just too messy, so he just burns a... Uh, LeBron James jersey, if I'm not mistaken, which I'm fine with that. I'm not a big LeBron James fan anyway. And he says he actually burns a cowbell, which I'm not happy with because that's clearly a Mississippi State jab there. So Cassidy sent an image of Michael Jordan crying in a hoodie, which is well worth it. It, it stinks losing the Pat. It really does. Uh, Let's go back to the... Uh, let me get the uh, report back up on my phone. But the lowest points in a win was C.J. Jackson, 300.84. And we're going to talk about that matchup because that's the closest matchup I've ever seen in any fantasy sports that I've ever played. So the high scoring picks at point guard was DeJounte Murray with 70.43 fantasy points, who was picked by Lane. The high-scoring shooting guard that was picked was James Harden by John Curtis Devon. He had 65.16 fantasy points. The high-scoring small forward was Lane again with Jimmy Butler with 56.68. The high score of the week, period, was at power forward was Giannis Antetokounmpo with 83.18 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then at center was my pick, Carl Towns, who had 75.69 points. So those are your high-scoring picks of the week. Let's look over some of the matchups. I beat JC by a total of, let's see, 55 points, somewhere around that area. So a pretty lopsided win. A really, really big win was Josh versus Adam, who beat him by 100 points which Adam could have beat several people this week, but he went up against the juggernaut himself, Josh Bradlin, who, look, if it wasn't for Pat's Voodoo Magic, he would have probably won and been 2-0 and and probably been ahead of everybody, but it is what it is. Pat Thompson edges out Cassidy Warren by it looks to be around 7-6 to six points. What a crazy matchup that was. But the craziest matchup by far was Jonathan White versus C.J. Jackson, where C.J. pulls it out by .42 points. I've never seen one that close. So, sorry, Jonathan, it's got to hurt. Afro Thunder pulls out the victory over Hayden Gordon, 353-345. So, good job, B.J. You're hanging in there. You're 2-0, quietly sneaking in as an t- undefeated team, just like uh, Lane is, who handled Coley's team very well, too, by 100 points. 
So that is uh, week two, and the standings go so far as Pat, Ben, Lane, BJ as the only undefeated teams. And number five is Josh, Adam, Jonathan White, and CJ as one-and-one teams. And then Cassidy at nine, JC at ten, and then Gordo at 11, and Coley at 12. Again, this is a long season, but I know Cassidy's disappointed because he's had really good weeks. Points-wise, he's like top five, and he's 0-2 so far, which I know is a stinker. But, hey, you'll have better matchups coming up. So at this point, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and look into week three's matchups, and we'll just discuss a little bit of the NBA. So hang tight. Be right back. Level 2 Game Breakers season. Hi, this is your commissioner, Ben McCarthy, who is back, who had a little bit of coffee. I don't know how good my announcer voice is, but let's get underway. The first matchup are two 0-2 teams. Hayden Gordon versus Coley Thompson. Right now, the projections show that Hayden has the advantage. Let's look at his lineup for this week. He's rolling out Lillard, 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 Donovan, Spada, Mitchell, Tim Hardaway Jr., Laurie Markadine, Montres Harrell. By the way, I watched the game against the Celtics the other night. Have you seen Montres Harrell's, like, gold teeth? Like, if you hadn't had a chance to see it, man, he has got some, some bling on them <laughs> bicuspids. He's got some bling on them bicuspids. So, check him out. Anthony Edwards at forward. Jared Allen. Kevin Love, who is out. So, you might want to check on that. Will Barton, who's been great. Evan Fournier. Again, he has two guys, such as uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Josh Giddy on the bench, who could probably step in and help him maybe win a game. For Coley, he's rolling out Drew Holiday, who looks to be out so far. Jason Tatum, Kimball Walker, Andrew Wiggins. Mikael Bridges, Julius Randle, Ennis Canner, who has not played, Marcus Smart, Bam Adebayo, Derrick Rose. Again, he's got Darius Garland, Eric Bledsoe. Those guys have actually been well and played pretty decent. So, let's just see who finally gets their first win this week. Next, we've got JC, who is coming off 0-2 right now, but who has looked really strong in most of his matchups. Going against C.J. Jackson. One and one, man. So, let's look at J.C.'s lineup. He's got the beard. He's got D'Angelo Russell. He's got Colin Sexton. Brandon Egram. Mitchell Robinson. Precious Achua. Rudy. Duty Batuti Gobert. He got Tyler Hero, who's still on fire, by the way. Steven Adams. The... the the scariest man in the NBA, the toughest dude. And then Kyle Kuzma. 
I like his lineup. Let's just see if they can continue it. CJ, he's got SGA, Kyle Lowry, Gary Trent, who I was impressed with the other night when I watched the Toronto-Orlando game. Draymond Green, the Greek freak. Porzingis, who is uh, who is not looking good so far. Andre Drummond, backup center. Isaiah Stewart. Keldon Johnson, Mike Conley. And he's got Kelly Oubre Jr. on the bench, who has been really good. So, CJ, if you're listening to this, you might want to go ahead and start the guy. The next matchup looks to be a fierce one. I'm really excited to see these two because I know Mr. Butch Cassidy is ready to come off the snide. He's ready to get his first win. So will he actually try to go into the dark arts against Josh Bradlin? It looks like the dark arts is the way to win fantasy basketball matchups. Just ask Pat Thompson. So let's look at this matchup. If I can get it to pull up on Sleeper. Cassidy's rolling out Trey Young, otherwise known as Ice Trey. Devontae Graham, Jordan Clarkston, Kevin Durant, Chris Middleton, Robert Covington, known as Rocco, Jonas Valetunas, DeAndre Ayton, Spencer Dinwiddie, who I've been really impressed with again, and Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba has been awesome, man. Well, not really good on the NBA court, but he's getting a lot of stats. Let's just say that. Josh is rolling out Russell Westbrook. Fred Van Vliet, Cole Anthony, who has been super impressive, very underrated, Jeremy Grant, Nikola Jokic, R.J. Barrett, Christian Wood, Karis LeVert, he's finally not injured. Let's see how well he does for Josh. Josh is going to roll him out there. The Anthony Melton, Scotty Barnes. I like his lineup. I think that's who I would probably go with too. He's also got Siakam coming back soon, so we got to pay attention to this guy's team. So, again, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about who, who will probably win these matchups later. Let's just go through the matchups so far. The next one, we got BJ versus Lane. Good friends. Bitter foes this week, though. Afro Thunder is rolling out King James. D-Book, Jalen Brown, Franz Wagner, Miles Turner, Wendell Carter, Wendell Carter Clint Capella, Buddy, not my buddy healed. Joe Harris and Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges has been awesome, guys. He looks like he's finally, he looks like he's leveled up. Maybe he's just a regular Saiyan going into Super Saiyan. But he ain't like a Super, Super Saiyan 3 or nothing. But he has looked like he's leveled up. Lane's got Stephen Curry, John Morant, who is by far the most exciting person to watch in the NBA right now. DeJounte Murray, Jimmy Butler. Jaron Jackson, Jay Crowder, LaMarcus Aldridge, Darius Baisley, who has looked terrible. He's got Bojan Bogdanovich and Harrison Barnes. He's got Cade Cunningham on the bench and Jalen Suggs. He's got a couple rookies on the bench. Uh, let's see if he actually makes a pivot and try to start one of them this week. And then we got Adam versus the Voodoo Magic. The Battle of the Baldies is the old bald guys, as we like to say. Adam, who is, uh, he is one and one somehow. Let's see if he can, uh, let's see what he can do against the dark arts here with Pat. Pat with the voodoo magic. Adam is rolling out Luca. CP3, DeMar DeRozan, who has been good. Aaron Gordon, Sabonis, Duncan Robinson, who is overrated in points league. Nikola Vucevic, 
Alonzo, Davion Mitchell. He started the rookie, and Chris Duarte, another rookie. And then Pat, whose team is really good, he's got Bro- he's got Brogdon in the lineup, but he may not play, so look for him to pivot. He's got C.J. McCollum, Bradley Beal, who has been struggling, Gordon Hayward, Joel Embiid, who is out. He might want to keep an eye on that, too. Evan Mobley, John Collins, Jalen Green, Tyrese Halliburton, Al Horford, who has been a pretty good points player so far this year. And then the final matchup, but not the least, is me versus me as in Ben versus Jonathan White, the sales team versus the Sundance Kid. The Sundance Kid, he is going to roll out Jordan Poole, LaMelo Ball, who has been fantastic, Zach Levine, OG Ananobi, Anthony Davis, Norman Powell, Yusuf Nurkic, Bogdan Bogdanovic, Dennis Schroeder, Avak Zubak. I'm looking at his team. That's probably the lineup I would roll out as well. Right now, I've got De'Aaron Fox, Derek White, Kevin Porter Jr., Tobias Harris, Michael Porter Jr., who has been destroying me. He's hurting my feelings because he's been playing terrible. Paul George, Carl Towns, who has been the best player in fantasy, I believe, this year. Robert Williams, the Time Lord, who sat out the other night, which hurt my feelings. we got Rashawn Holmes, who's been fantastic. Yaka Pertle has been really good as well. Right now on my bench, I've got I've got a Reggie Jackson, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Boone, and Sadiq Bay. So I may pivot, depending on later how it goes. Well, I'm looking at these matchups. I'm not going to predict my matchup, but I like uh, Gordon Gordo to take down Coley this week. I like JC the upset uh, CJ. I like Josh to beat Cassidy. Uh, I hope it's a good matchup, though, because I'm pulling for Cassidy, man. He's I'm rooting for him. But Josh, his team looks pretty powerful. I look for Lane to edge out BJ. I look for Pat probably to curb stomp Adam. No offense, Adam. So those are my predictions. I don't know how well I've been doing on these predictions. I could guess I could go back and listen and see how well it, how well I've turned out. But, yeah, anyway, that's pretty much the episode for today. Um, I hope everybody enjoys it. I hope everybody has been liking it, reviewing it, uh, sharing it. If you if you can, share it with somebody, even if they don't know much about basketball, and just tell them to hit play so I can get more listens. But I hope everyone enjoys. I hope uh, I want to hear some feedback. What is your thoughts on the NBA gameplay this year? I've really enjoyed the, the referees holding the whistle. I've enjoyed the less free throw attempts. I've noticed James Harden, Luka Doncic, Trey Young, they have all been complaining about the lack of free throws they have been getting. However, Trey Young and James Harden, I've been excited to see they haven't been on to, haven't been at the line as often. And I'm I'm enjoying to see I'm enjoying seeing the physical play at the rim where these guys are driving in and not just falling down. Now, people are able to play a little bit more defense. Let's just hope and pray that this continues all season long and that the refs and the NBA do not cave in to these guys and they're embellishing to get their fouls drawn. So anyway, that's the episode today. I I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, Let me know who your favorite rookie is and let me know what you thought, what you think of the NBA season so far and how the games are going and how the, the NBA is letting them play. And I hope everybody enjoys. This is the Jab Step Podcast. Hope everybody has a blessed day, and I will see you next time. Goodbye.